It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, not with me, James Seltzer with you solo. Elliot recorded his own solo pod from across the pond. That's dedication. Thank you. So you have two uh, reaction pods to listen to. Check out Elliot's pod. It's in the feed right now. Uh, you know, we figured, yeah. Two for the price of one. You get both of us. Both free, which is a beautiful thing. So check out Elliot's post-game pod, his thoughts on the game, and of course, my thoughts here, now, reacting to, hey, an Eagles victory as, uh, you know, look, I I said it going in, the Eagles weren't going to lose on my birthday, you know? Uh, Sometimes it's as simple as that. No. Uh, Look, 3-0 on my last three birthdays. That's all I'm going to say. Last year, this year, and back in 2016, prior to that, Nothing happened on my birthday, as far as I know. But a uh, look uh, again. I know that uh, it has been a strange start to the season, certainly from a reaction standpoint and a feel around the team standpoint. But what I know after watching this team again last night, and what I think is fair to call a dominant performance, we'll go through it all. Obviously, there are some issues with certain things, and they haven't looked perfect and all that. But but the Eagles handled business. On the road on Monday night, for what it's worth, in a stadium in a in a place that is generally not been kind to the Philadelphia Eagles against a team that has not been kind to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they handle business like at no point really during that game were we that concerned. Obviously, the first quarter, you know, they weren't converting uh, first half. Excuse me, not converting, and and in general, the red zone issues, uh, you know, not getting touchdowns and getting field goals is something that has been a theme so far this season we'll get into. But ultimately, you know, kind of once they they got out of that first half with the 10-point lead, as as touch and goes, it was the end of the first half there. You know, once that happened and then score to start the second half, it just, it felt over. It felt over. And again, you know, again, we'll get into specifics, but on a basic level, as I sit here talking to you at, at 4.30 in the morning, after getting up at three in the morning, after getting all my prep work done, so I had time to sit here and talk to yourself, talk to you by myself in the studio. As I sit here, you know, with with very little sleep uh, in terms of thinking about the game, but but you know, just 
you know, still only, you know, five, six hours removed from the game. The predominant thing that I feel, the main thing that I feel is that this team is 3-0 without playing great football. Without even playing, like, really good football, certainly on the offensive side of the ball with having some, you know, big defensive miscues in the first two games with playing some sloppy football with Jalen turning the ball over through three games uh, somewhat consistently. I mean, two interceptions last night. There's a few things more shocking in watching an Eagles game these days than watching Jalen throw a dumb pass, and we've seen that far more often this season than we did. It feels like all of last season combined. You know, even if that's not quite true, it's what it feels like. And yet again, three and zero. Three teams in the NFL. We are done. Three weeks of the season. Boom. Over. Which is crazy, by the way. Like we're almost. I know the the four games is not a quarter anymore, as it's not sixteen, but it's crazy. We are a. a, a Almost a quarter of the way through the season, one and a half more games or whatever it is, one and a quarter more games and we're there. And and this team is one of three undefeated teams in the NFL. They're one of three undefeated teams in the NFL. And yeah, I know the Dolphins are one of those teams and they put up 70 on the Broncos and all that. And you know, we want to see this Eagles offense look great like that. I get that. But man, I just I don't know how you could sit here waking up on September 26th. The last uh, September day we will wake up in Eagles season. You know, or the the uh, not the last September day, but the no more September games is what I'm trying to say. Poor phrasing. Sorry, 4.30 in the morning, I'm by myself here. But that, you know, this is the last game in September and we're undefeated. We're 3-0 as we head into October. What, like... What else matters? Like, they will be better. Look, and we're going to dive into it. Again, there's a lot to get into from last night's game, but but on a basic level, on a basic level, and I thought Jalen put it so well last week when asked about, you know, winning versus the way they're playing, and he did the whole, you know, standard versus the main thing. The whole, you know, you can you can play up to the standard and lose, and and winning is the main thing, and you can play up to the standard and lose and not get the main thing, or you can win, which is the main thing, and not play up to the standard, and and you know he does that whole thing, and I thought it was was really well said and clever, and on the basic level, he's right though. The main thing is winning. It's winning, and I still go back to my my number one thing that I've said all season so far, and I continue to, and I feel like it's crazy that I have to keep saying it because again, they're three and zero. Oh, but the idea that that this first month of the season is is not going to look like what the teams are going to look like as the season progresses, we've seen so much sloppy football. You know, we're so micro on Jalen and the way he's playing because we all know he hasn't looked like he has like he did last year. That's clear through three games. And I thought there were positive signs last night from Jalen in terms of you know, the passing game. AJ obviously looked great, but you know this offense has not come close to what we want it to look like or expected to look like. But, you know, outside of, like, you know, Tua and maybe a few other guys, like the vast majority of quarterbacks in the NFL so far have not put up amazing numbers to start the season. I mean, we watched that other game last night, right? I mean, I had it on my second TV and, and you know, was watching it until the Eagles game ended and I went to bed because, you know, I had to. But also because it was a boring game because Joe Burrow, and again, I know Joe Burrow's hurt, but Joe Burrow and Matt Savard, like, couldn't move the ball. It was a boring football game to watch. It was 1916, you know? And, like... So I know the offense needs to be better. They do. They need to be better. They need to be more consistent. The play calling is still getting there. 
But again, this team's 3-0, and and they were dominant last night. And the defense, man, the defense. Like, what a performance last night. We should, we should start there. Let's get into some of the specifics from last night's game. But my overarching feel coming out of last night is, you know, for a team that had a, uh, a mediocre month of September compared to what their talent can be and what we know they can be, and they're 3-0 and and coming off a dominant victory on the road. Two road wins, by the way, to start the season in two rainy, disgusting environments somehow. But, you know, uh, two primetime games. Bang, 2-0. Like, they have, they've handled their business. And I know Elliot talked about it in his solo pod, but, you know, the numbers keep coming out, and it's just all this team does is win with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts at the helm. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about... Uh, you know, being frustrated with the offensive numbers we've seen, you know, some other numbers that are, are pretty undeniable are the the consistency of the winning. I mean, they've won 20 of their last 21 games with Hertz and Sirianni, like with Hertz starting 20 of 21. I mean, that's, that's insane. There have not been that many stretches by that many quarterbacks who've done that. Sirianni's 26 and 11 as head coach of the Eagles. Uh, I mean, you know, in the regular season, uh, the, the, these guys just find ways to win. And, you know, they deserve credit for that. That's what good teams do. That's what good teams do. Good teams find ways to win football games when they're not playing their best, when things aren't clicking on all cylinders. Just imagine when this looks better. It's already looking better. I mean, the offense did look better last night, but we'll get to that second. Because if there was ever a a night, a day, or whatever to react and to give the defense their props first, it was last night. Last night was a, a dominant Defensive performance from the Eagles, and and look, I know the the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are not a juggernaut of an offense. Baker Mayfield, oh, looked like Baker Mayfield last night, and not like the guy who led them to a two and zero start. But but it's easy to forget that the Bucks were two and zero. You know, the Bucks were two and zero to start the season, and and again, I you know they'll probably finish with like seven wins or whatever, six wins, and it's not that impressive. But you know, they were home. They were two and zero with a lot of confidence. You know, how much I I believe that confidence matters in in football. You know, they're coming in that game with confidence. Baker's played well through two games. He had yet to have a turnover, yet to throw a pick until last night. The Bucks' offense had yet to have a turnover, and the Eagles forced two. The Eagles' defense was brilliant last night. And I think it goes top to bottom. Obviously, they had one drive where they kind of took their foot off the pedal at the end when, you know, it was 25-3 to and they let them score a little quick and... Let's be honest. Also, Mike Evans, like, what a football player. <laughs> you know, the guy does nothing the entire game. And then that drive, and obviously that one catch was just an amazing play. But outside of that drive, I mean, man, this Eagles defense was outstanding last night. And obviously it all starts with the defensive line. Really uh, uh, another just outstanding performance, especially from the interior. You know, uh, you know we talk about... Jalen Carter, um, we talked about Jalen Carter a lot coming into the season. I thought he was going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Went undershot. Is he going to be Defensive Player of the Year? No, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, I mean, this guy is exceeding already high expectations. He is a he is a force. He is a force. I, I I'm you know as was uh, pointed out by many yesterday, and I'm 42 years old now, not 50, despite what Jack Fritz would have many believe. I'm 42 years old. I've seen a lot of Eagles football in my life. Not many players have looked this dominant this quickly in my lifetime of watching the Philadelphia Eagles at any position. Like, not 
just talking defensive linemen, I know we can have he's been compared already to Jerome Brown by Jerome Brown's former teammate Seth Joyner. That's a heck of a comparison. He's been compared to Reggie White by Dick Vermeil. You know, he's he's getting lofty comparisons. There've been a lot of Aaron Donald comps thrown around and all that. It's justified. You know, this is not just willy nilly throw these names around. It's it's wow, what this kid can do and what he has done. And that that forced fumble last night, you know, they talked about a ton on the broadcast, but the effort of that play, getting double team, almost looked like a triple team and just fighting and fighting. And then, this, the, you, you know, the screen pass and, and just sheds the block immediately, turns around, follows the play, bang! Like, that was awesome, man. I'm getting fired up talking about it. Like, it's 4.40 in the morning and my juices are flowing. Think about what that kid did last night. Like, what a stud. What a stud. And we have him. He's ours. He's our guy. Like, how awesome is that? To have that kind of impact player this quick in his career. I mean, the future is... The future is inner circle Hall of Famer for this guy. And again, you know, his career could go any million directions, but ceiling. I'm talking ceiling. Like, this guy has a ceiling that no one else on this team, maybe other than Jalen Hurts has. Like, you know, AJ, I don't know. Like, not many, dude. Not many. He is a... A thrilling player to watch and a thrilling player to have. And, and when you have that kind of pressure from the interior. And, oh, by the way, shout out to Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams and Tui Lobby Sopo. I, no, I did that wrong. I'm sorry, buddy. And, oh, by the way, my guy Jordan freaking Davis. Like, there is real dominance from the interior of that line. And it helps the outside out. And it's helping the rest of the defense. And it's a real strength of this team. You know, we watched... Last year, the Eagles' defense be amazing, and obviously the line was great and the sacks were great, but overall just a you know, a great defensive uh, uh, unit, except once they played Patrick Mahomes. And this Eagles' defense has not played a, a great quarterback yet, but what I'm, I'm saying is that you know, we saw in the Super Bowl a Chiefs' defense that wasn't great comparatively to that Eagles' defense, but made some plays and got some stops. And if you have a great offense, which I think the Eagles' offense will become, like all you need is a D that can make some plays and get some stops. And this D is is better than that. This D's better than that. They have a chance to be really, really, really good defensively. And oh, by the way, pretty impressed with Sean Desai so far. I know it's a small sample size; it's three games, but this dude's creative. This dude dials stuff up. I mean, we talked a lot about the blitzing and the pressure, and and you know, doing things a little differently. And it's, it's felt that way. It's looked that way. Again, he's not doing anything crazy, but it just feels like this guy is more willing to dial it up, to be a little more aggressive, to, to show some different looks than, than what we've seen recently here in Philly. And, you know, all for it, man. I've been really impressed with Desai and also with the way this D has played. And, you know, after the first game, we had the substitution issues going into this season. There was so much talk about, you know, the sloppiness in practice for the defense and all the new... With a lot of new parts, with a new coordinator, you know, for three games in, for this D to be playing this well, a lot of props. A lot of props go to, uh, I mean, Nick Sirianni too, but a lot of props go to Sean Desai, a lot of props go to these guys on defense, and the leaders, you know, Fletcher Cox, the way he is playing, combined with what he's done for Jalen Carter and, and probably Jordan Davis and all that, like, can't be can't be undersold. Just, you know, I mean, this game, team's 3-0, and Hassan Reddick hasn't even gotten going. Think about that. And you know the the camp issues with the groin and then the club, I'm sure, slowing him down. But, you know, there's there's upside still there. And and honestly, you know, shout out to Zach Cunningham. That guy's been really good. Horrible first week and, and two really nice weeks. Brandon Moreau didn't look like a liability yesterday, but but Cunningham was 
really good. Reed Blankenship's a football player, man. Reed, ba- Reed Blankenship is a really nice player. Like, he's a little over-aggressive, and I know that can cause some problems at times, but, man, he flies around, and he seems to be in the right place a lot of times. I, I just... Last night was a night where we come out of that, and again, you know, I think there's a lot of positive things to say about a 3-0 football team, and there are certainly things to, um, to question and to, to, you know, want to see get better. But man, coming out of last night, this defense is, is better than I thought they were going to be this early in the season. Again, long way to go, and they've lost Maddox. They're going to have to adjust, but you know, people have stepped up, you know, Josh Job, nice job last night. And, and speaking of that, you know, credit were due to, to Howie Roseman. Obviously he's gotten a lot of credit lately, but man, you look at these draft classes the last couple years. And last night we saw, you know, this most recent draft class, we were just talking about Jalen Carter, but we saw that draft class flash all in the first half. I mean, we see obviously Jalen Carter make the big play. Um, we see, and then later at the fourth fumble at the half sack, like we see that stuff. Nolan Smith with that big, uh, you know, um, uh, QB hit, you know, forced play at the the end of the half, towards the end of the half. The um, Sidney Brown, a huge, you know, knocking that ball out of his hands in the end zone in Evans' hands, like a really nice play. Like, already saw three guys from the draft class, like, show something last night. Show something. Immediately. I mean, and then just go a year back and, you know, hey, uh, you know, not looking too bad, when we're talking about what Jordan Davis is doing. And that's why I like, I just wasn't out on him. I wasn't out on him because this guy was the 13th pick in the draft last year, an all-time great athlete for his for his size. And it was just like he got hurt in his rig year. And he's a, a unique player who needs to be used right and all that. Like it has been so great to see that kid and what he's done and the effort and the push and the the pressure and what he's doing in pass rushing and in that one run play, you know, where he just one armed the guy and just wasn't going anywhere. I mean, I've just been it's been really awesome to see. It's been really awesome to see. And I'll, I'll wait to take a victory lap on that one. Um, but you know, I'm just really happy because it's huge for the team and also it's just I didn't I was surprised so many people were so out on him so quick. It's a lesson. We all got to remember. And again, he might, it might not work out. Like this might be a blip, a, a positive blip, and it might, you might get hurt again. Who knows what's going to happen? God forbid, you know, like, but it's just, we always jump to, to, to have these, you know, strong opinions on people super quick in their career. And there's, there's always mitigating circumstances. And sometimes those opinions are right. Sometimes you look and you're like, that guy can't play. Like, sorry, Jalen Rager was quick. Like that guy can't play. It is what it is. And sometimes it's quick the other way. You're like, that guy can play. Like, that guy's got it. Um, and, you know, we'll see. But, but I've been really impressed and happy, happy for Jordan Davis and happy for us. You know, that's, that's a big deal. If Jordan Davis is as good as he's looked so far this year and you have Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter holding down the middle of that defensive line for, for the near and potentially long-term future, I mean, dude... That is a, a core of a defense right there. You know, that is something that can make your defensive line strong for years. You know, so there's real, real positivity surrounding that. And that's it's a really exciting development so far through three weeks. All right. Shouts to the D, obviously. Again, a, a awesome, awesome performance last night. And uh, the biggest reason they won the game was the defense. But obviously a lot to get into on the offense side of the ball. A lot of good. Uh, and, you know, it was a little bad, but, but ultimately a, a really nice win. Let me remind you, though, as we... You know, barrel through this week, and you know we continue to to talk football and look ahead to to the Eagles' next game on Sunday. 
if you haven't downloaded the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app and you're not playing along with us and betting on these games, you're missing out because we won our parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wish Elliot were here so we could would just the excitement would be you know, through the roof. And, and this is 445 in the morning at this point. So you know how excited I am when I'm, I'm we won our parlay. Yes! One, three weeks into the season, we already got one, ladies and gentlemen. That's the beautiful thing about the Bet Park Casino and Sportsbook app is you can bet on all these games. You can put together parlays. You can put together teasers. You can bet on individual player performances. The app's easy to use. It's fun. And if you bet with us, there's a little Go Birds tab. It says, hey, here's the parlay. Bet on it. And if you had done that this week, bang, you would have won like I won, like Elliot won, like so many Go Birds faithful won. And we're going to be doing it all season. And that's why it's so much fun to, to be involved. And it's like... Not only is it way more fun to watch these games when you actually have some action on it, it just it enhances the experience of of rooting for players or teams, especially when it's not your own team. You know, it just gives a little extra juice. But on top of that, it's like a communal thing for us. It's the Go Birds parlay, and we're having fun with it, and we won, and you want to be a part of that. So download the app. Plus, really cool thing with Bet Parks too is you know, it's not just sports. There's 24-7 online casino action on the app, too. That's what makes the app so much fun and a great offer for new users. Again, you got all kinds of casino games. Get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. So if you join me, here's the deal. 24-7 casino online action in addition to all the sports stuff. So a great offer for new users. Here's the deal. If you join us and download the Bet Parks app right now and start playing again, here it is. New users, if get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back. If you're losing, if you're down the first 24 hours, not too bad. It's a pretty good deal. Take a shot. Maybe you win. If you don't, you're down. Bang! It's like a no-lose situation here. And again, of course, you can bet on college and pro football, baseball, golf, MMA, and so much more. And they have all kinds of casino games. Blackjack, roulette, favorite, uh, Texas Hold'em. They got uh, 88 Fortunes, Cleopatra's Gold, Wheel of Fortune. So much fun stuff. It is a blast. And again, one more time, that great offer for new users. Download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back. If you're down in the first 24 hours, it is a great deal. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See the website at betparks.com for details. You must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And here's the thing. You go win that parlay. Bang! You got some money in your pocket and it allows you to take care of the important things that you need to do. And let me tell you, there is nothing more important than making sure your house is set for winter it is starting to get cold. You can feel it, a little chill in the air. It's like, ooh, it's football season. It's fall. I felt it. I'm wearing long sleeves today. You feel it. And you know what you don't want to feel in your house? You don't want to be cold in your house when it's cold outside. And that's why you need Window Nation. When it comes to new windows, Window Nation always gives you more. But now they're giving you even more and more. The more windows you buy, the more windows you save up to 50% off plus a lot more you pay nothing for two full years it's another amazing deal that windows deliver window nations uh, windows deliver more for your home more energy savings more valuable more features more options more beauty and again winter's coming you know not to quote game of thrones but it's a fact winter is here it's coming and the thing with windows is you know you don't want you want to make sure it's so important for keeping your house warm that you have proper seals the proper windows all that stuff and you know, when you get new windows, it takes a little time. You know, you don't just say, hey, I want that window and bang, it's in your house. Like it takes a little time. They have to come out. They have to look at it. They have to get the right window for you. And that's one thing about Window Nation, as opposed to other, other window manufacturers, they'll just say, hey, here's the one for you. Trust us. It's the best. Get it. Window Nation says, 
hey, you know what? This is your situation. Here's one of our many options that will fit you personally. And you have to get a bunch of window you don't want or pay for something you don't need or get a worse product than you want. We got it all for you. That's the beautiful thing about Window Nation. And again, with, with winter coming, you want to get it done before it gets cold, before you run into issues, because you don't want to wait and be freezing and have an issue and be like, oh no, and then you got to wait a little bit to get it done. Get it done now. And again, here are some of the amazing offers. You can save up to 50% with the purchase of a house of windows uh, as interest and mortgage rates continue to climb. Window Nation is still keeping 0% interest for two years, which is wild. That is a, a wild Wild thing. I'm so, uh, every time I, I read it I am uh, and say it, I am I feel like it's not real because it's such a great deal. You can save up to 30% on your energy bills. Leaky windows can allow mold to grow inside your house and home completely unnoticed. There's so many reasons you need to get this taken care of. It is super important. And uh, again, you'll be, really, uh, you'll be really happy that you went, got out in front of it and uh and took care of it you know because um ultimately you know there's nothing worse than than having an issue and it's cold out and you're cold in your house i mean that sounds horrible do it now 866-90-NATION uh again online at windownation.com check them out get yourself some windows be ready for winter and tell them go bird sent you Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's flip it around to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect performance. It wasn't even a great performance offensively. I think it was a solid performance. And, um, you know, look, Jalen had some some struggles. The two picks, uh, the first one looked like a miscommunication. It happens. It wasn't good. Um, but, you know, it looked like a miscommunication. And, you know, the receiver was going one way. Jalen thought he was going the other. He threw it there. There was a defender there. Boom. Done. The other one was just a bad decision by Jalen. There was absolutely no reason for him to try and fit that ball in there. A really nice play by the defender. Now, that one actually ended up working out. And I swear on on all I care about, I when Jalen threw that pick at the one, which, you know, really nice play by that defender to get his feet down and all that, I turned to my wife and I said, you know what? I was like, it might be a good thing that the ball's at the one. I really think our defense can score right now. And bang, safety, like like that. And it wasn't like a controversial thing to say. It was like, yeah, we dominated them. This defense is awesome. I wouldn't want the ball to one of them, Tampa. Bang. So was Jalen playing 3D chess? I don't know. No. Uh, it, was a, it was a poor decision. Shouldn't have thrown it. Ultimately, it doesn't come back to bite them. Let's start with Jalen, then we'll span out to the rest of the offense. I thought Jalen was decent. You know, I thought, um, obviously, was not great. We have not seen the Jalen we want to see yet. I thought there were signs of life in the passing game, which was good to see. They were scheming guys open more. Obviously, forcing the ball to A.J. Brown. I know the diva. They, not a bad idea. <laughs> like, a guy has a point. He's freaking awesome. Get the ball to him. And when they needed plays, they got to him. And look, A.J. even dropped a couple. There were a couple spots where they could have more plays or more opportunities. Um, and A.J., AJ you know, did, did drop a couple. But on the whole, you know, when they needed it, they got it. And I think the most impressive thing, and, it, uh, you know, look, the the – Run game is there. I mean, it works. 
it works. I mean, Vita Vea played this this Bucks defense with those linebackers and David and White and all these guys. Like, you couldn't stop it. And the Bucks are great against the run. Like, that's what the Bucks defense does is they stop the run. And they couldn't. And in this O-line, it's one of the best blocking, run-blocking offensive lines I've ever seen in my life when you look at the last three years and the consistency and the amount of, you know, 100-yard rushers and the amount of, you know, 250-yard games and 200-yard games on is is it's wild. It's wild to watch. It's wild to see how dominant, how consistent they could just move the ball on the ground. And especially this year, you know, last year was a lot of Jalen and Miles and whatever. But this year, I mean, DeAndre Swift, dude, that guy is a freaking stud. Like, <laughs> and we saw more game well. And that fourth and two call in the first quarter, you know, I, I hated I was totally fine going for it. I know a lot of people won the field goal. I w- if he kicked the field, I wouldn't have killed him, but I would have gone for it there. I liked it. Don't run the ball to game while I'm fourth and two there. That was crazy. What are you thinking? It was the play call that was the issue, not the decision to go for it. And just the use of game while late in the game was totally fine with it. They're ahead. They're salting away lead. Like De- they, they do have to be careful with DeAndre Swift. This is a guy who has never been more than a, a change of pace type of guy. You know, he's never really gotten a full load over the course of a full NFL season. So you got to be wary of that. He's not huge, but he is light years better than Kenny Gainwell. He's light years better than most guys. Like, this dude's one of the most talented Eagles running backs we've had here since Shady. Like, he's awesome, man. He, the vision, the balance, the strength, the burst, the stop-start. Like, he's got everything. He has everything you could want, and he seems to be really comfortable uh, running by this line. The ability to be patient, to wait for the holes to develop, to, to create his own hills, holes, to break tackles last night, to just run hard. I mean, again, I said it last week, I said the, the single most mystifying thing, unless it was on purpose and it was to save him because they thought they would anyway, and, and that'd be weird, but but at least like more logical than DeAndre Swift not playing week one. I just don't get it. How could you watch these two in, in any setting, practice or not, and be like, oh, that guy should get the ball more with game ball. Like it makes zero sense. DeAndre is so talented. He is so much better. I mentioned also last week the potential of the pass blocking thing where maybe Gamewell is so much better as a pass blocker that that gets him on the field more, and and I understand that, and that is a fair thing if that's the case, but ultimately when we're talking touches, when we're talking down the road, and again, with the idea of understanding that they have to, you know, protect DeAndre from, from, you know, too much of a a beating because he isn't the biggest guy and hasn't taken that kind of beating, but man, this guy is so clearly the best running back on the team. He has been... The best offensive player on the team this season? Um, handily, I guess. Um, he's just been awesome. He's been awesome. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, I think this was what Game was on the field for. But I think the most impressive thing that, you know, the spot where it really felt like, okay, you know what? I, and again, I know there are going to be people complaining and, you know, people are still going to want to see Jalen be better. And, and again, he needs to be better. He hasn't gotten there yet. But, man, that 922, whatever it was, nine plus minute drive at the end of the game, like, that was the best thing I've seen from the Eagles this year, just to shut it down. You know what it felt like? It reminded me, and this was a fourth game of the season, not the third, but but the 2017 Chargers game. You know, again, and I mentioned this after week one, and everyone's freaking out, and, and I've mentioned it throughout, but you know how quickly we forget 2017 and what we felt like at the beginning of that season, one-on-one start, coming off the loss in Kansas City, everyone freaking out about Doug not running the ball and people calling for his job. Then the Giants game is, you know, way better than the Giants, and yet it's a, a, a 
close game that they could lose and, and Jake Elliott it's a 61 yard field goal and we're like, season change but the season changed in the fourth quarter of that Chargers game it was still a close game and then they salted it away in the fourth quarter running it down the Chargers throats imposing their will dominating the end of that football game and and you felt something you felt something watching that team on that field out in LA against the Chargers you felt something you felt like oh man we got something here that was that was that's the way you you win a football game. That's the way you shut it down. That was impressive, and that was what we saw last night. I mean, they took nine minutes and just ended the game. You didn't have to score. They got a first a first and goal. <laughs> Timeout. Time's done. You don't even need anymore. We did it. Game over. That was impressive. That's a point where the Bucks have to get the ball back to win, and the Eagles just marched, marched. Jalen with some nice throws, AJ with some nice plays, Gamel with some nice runs, the offensive line just mauling dudes like, you know, especially as the final thing we see going into next week, like, that should make you feel good. That was a strong way to close the game, especially after the quick Tampa Bay touchdown drive. It's like, uh-oh, not really. I don't think anyone really was going, uh-oh. But it was like, all right, like, you know, at that point, it was like, all right, Eagles, we're up 14 like, I don't even need you to score. Just take some time off the clock. Take five minutes off the clock. They took nine and ended it. They, they took the clock. You know, just, uh, I thought that was super, super impressive. Super impressive from the Eagles to end out that game. And, you know, it needs to be noted because uh, I do think that was a strong way to win that football game. And, um, you know, on a night where, like I said, the offense, um, the defense really won the day or won the night, you know, that, that, you know, nine minutes for the offense was really impressive. And, you know, I thought it was something that, that people should be excited to have seen as we kind of look ahead to next week. Another thing, you know, along those lines just is the idea that um, I thought the play calling got better as the game went along. I thought there were real struggles in the first half, and we saw it again last week, you know, where they were struggling, and then they go to the run and, and dominate that way. I've been... Um, Brian Johnson has not been perfect. You know, he has had some struggles so far, but I thought last night another step forward. You know, he's he's found ways to scheme AJ open. It felt like more receivers were open. They were able to get the ball to Goddard in a couple spots where he was able to get some yards after. You know, it was better. It was better. And obviously the run game has been phenomenal. And you're going up against Todd Bowles and a really smart defensive mind. And, a, and a, there is still talent on the defensive side of the ball there in Tampa. So, you know, the, I, I, I don't think it should be lost. I think that, you know, the offense, it wasn't great, but the offense was not horrible. It's just the few mistakes and some of the struggles you know, in the red zone, especially converting touchdowns from field goals. But in terms of moving the ball down the football field last night, the Eagles were good at it. The Eagles did a nice job moving the football down the field pretty consistently throughout the game. And look, they wanted to score there at the end. They could have 32 points instead of 25, theoretically, you know, but... Ultimately, you know, they, they did what they had to do to win the football game, and they made smart plays when they needed to. Again, the interceptions are not okay, and Jalen needs to be much, much smarter with the football. We've seen too much of that from Jalen, way more. Again, than we, it feels like we saw all of last season combined. That's something to work on and something to, to keep an eye on. But again, without Jalen playing great the first three weeks, they're 3-0. and And again, last night they put up 25 points and it should have been 40 with the multiple field goals that they had to kick instead of converting on touchdowns. And, you know, they had, they, they, they were not stopped from moving the ball when they wanted to pretty much at any point all night. And that, that is notable and that is important. And uh, I think that's a positive that you take out of the game when, you know, you do come out with some frustrations 
uh, offensively. But on the whole, I mean, the O-line played really well. Uh, you know, there were still some breakdowns in pass protection. Uh, Jalen still some pressure and, you know, sometimes still leaving too early. And Jalen definitely. And, look, oh, by the way, I you know, forget to mention it because we didn't find out till halftime. But but apparently Adam Schefter reporting Jalen flu-like symptoms. Apparently, you know, was sick and, and whatnot. And you could see it. He didn't look like himself. Even when he was, like, sitting on the sidelines, he kind of always just, even after, like, good drives, like a touchdown drive, he kind of just looked kind of out of it a little bit. So, you know, that matters. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not an excuse, whatever, maker or anything like that. But, it, you know, if he was sick, he was sick. And, you know, I'm not saying it's an excuse to play horribly, but it's a factor in what happened last night. He is sick. And I, I do think he looked that way. I'm, you know, it doesn't excuse the the dumb decision to, to throw the ball, uh, it you know, to the one and, and, and interception where it was a, just a bad decision, uh, you know, it doesn't excuse that. But at the same time, it is something that is part of the story and part of the game that has to be noted and at least, you know, factored in when talking about Jalen's performance. But again, we know Jalen has to be better, and I think he will be better. And again, I, I thought back to the Brian Johnson thing. I think that's a big thing to remember. And, uh, and Trey Aikman talked about it on the broadcast. You know, he really was like, hey, uh, you know, it's going to take time. You know, Shane Seigan was really good and he was here for a couple years and him and Jalen were good together and he understood the rhythm and he knew what Jalen liked and this and that. And like, yes, Brian Johnson has known Jalen for a long time, but he's not called plays for him for a long time and called plays in the NFL period for a long time or barely any time. Um, it's just going to take time. And I think what we've seen from Johnson through three games is improvement and is learning on the fly and is adjusting on the fly. And I think that's a real positive. I'm not sure he's a good play caller yet. I have no idea yet. But, I, you know, and I'm not sure he's not a bad play caller, but I think he's improving and I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, I don't think he's bad. I think that he's at least showing a, a ability to adjust and change. And I think that's super important. So, you know, I thought that was impressive from Johnson and on the whole, I thought, um, again, while they, the, the red zone struggles are, are something to talk about and the Jalen mistakes, um, you know, interceptions, turnovers, um, are something to talk about, but on the whole, they moved the ball and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a, a, a step forward for the offense. And again, three weeks into the season, I know everyone wants to see him look perfect. I get it. And especially after Miami puts up 70, it's like, why can they do that? And we can't. But it just doesn't always work that way, you know, and it, it takes time, teams, te- teams time to get going. And look, last year, the Eagles were different. Last year, the Eagles kind of hit the ground running. And even still, like, let's not forget, in weeks three and four, excuse me, in week one, they had that 38-35 win over the Lions. But then the next two weeks, they put up 24 points. The Eagles have actually outscored themselves from weeks two and three last year in each of these two weeks. Now, barely in this one, but still. And yet it was like last year, like, oh, look at this, because they were they were handling it. And they would get a big league and kind of salted away, and it felt different. But, you know, I think we romanticize certain things. And again, like I said, the, the year of the Super Bowl, like, it took them a little while to get going. You know, 2018, if you want to look at that as a year after the Super Bowl, it took them a really long time to get going. But ultimately in that season, we were uh, a bunch of Eagles fans who, if it weren't for an Alshon drop, thought they were going back to the NFC Championship game again. You know, so... um you know, it is uh, it is important to remember that that what we see in September particularly is not what we're going to see in January and when it really matters, or even December when it matters, whatever. Um, but, you know, they need to be better, and there are things to work on, and I know they know that. You know, I'm sure they're talking about it, but to, the main thing is the main thing, to quote our guy. And they are 3-0. and They're 3-0. and And the defense looks freaking awesome, and the offense will get there. The talent is there. The guys are there. 
This is a good thing, guys. This is a good thing. We're 3-0. and uh, Last couple things before I get out of here. Uh, shout out to the freaking people who traveled. That was unbelievable. It sounded like an Eagles home game through the TV. I'm not even kidding. It sounded like a freaking home game. It was unbelievable. Eagles chants, like, super audible on the broadcast. Like, amazing. Just an amazing, amazing, amazing job by you guys. It was so loud through the TV. Can't wait for Dallas, guys. If you if you haven't heard or you don't know, we're going to Dallas. Me and Elliot going on the Fans of Philly trip for the Dallas game in December. If you haven't signed up yet, sign up. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to hang together, the whole Go Birds community, everyone who comes, spend the whole weekend together, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to take over like just like we saw last night because there's nothing cooler than being in Philadelphia watching a game in another freaking city and hearing Eagles fans dominate. Like, it is... One of the coolest things in the world, as far as I am concerned. Uh, shout out to Alameda Zacchaeus. Did, did Quez Watkins get Wally Pip last night? He might have. Nice, uh, you know, quarter really does those couple plays, but nice job by Zacchaeus and and that touchdown. That that touchdown throw by Hertz and the, the catch, obviously, but I think that was Hertz's best throw of the season. Arguably one of his best throws of his career. Um, just to to kind of freelance and. With his eyes, look Zacchaeus open and throw him open and put the ball in a spot that only Zacchaeus could get to. And to take the pop that he did, like while, again, I know people are frustrated with Jalen and, you know, I'm saying it'll take time. We'll get there. But, um, I mean, that kind of play should remind you what the kid has and what he could do. That was a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful throw when it was desperately, desperately needed. That was really awesome. Like, really, really awesome. Uh, ESPN, enough of the split screens. Seriously, dude. Like, we know that there's another game on. We know. Stop showing me the Bengals and Rams. I'm watching the Eagles. I don't need that. Sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Uh, Shout out to Britton Covey. By far, by far his best game as an Eagle. Um, That first return, I mean, that was freaking awesome. And then another good one late, the one where he caught it kind of over his head and got something out of it. Easily. Like, the, the first game, first time last night I ever thought, wow, Britton Covey could be a, a real NFL punt returner. That was that was pretty cool. Um, the tush push, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things now that, as everyone hates it, it only fuels me now. I've, I've gone the complete other way with it, where the more people hate it, the more I love it. You know, give it all to me. I, I, I love the, the anger and the frustration, the consternation it causes. Suck it. Learn how to stop it. All right? Thank you. It's undefeated. Um, and uh, I think that's all I got, guys. I go through my notes. Oh, uh, 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 the, speaking of the Tush Push, agree with Aikman. I think every Eagles fan, there was no reason to pull out that fake Tush Push at the end there. That was unnecessary. Brian Johnson hopefully learning a lesson there. Again, brand new play caller. Give him a chance. But that was unnecessary. You want to save that for when it matters. I do like that they're experimenting with that stuff, which you would assume that they are, of course. And... uh and um, last thing as I'm going through, I think I got, oh, oh, two last things. One last thing is um, Scorigami. How about it? <laughs> you know, that 25 to 11, a Scorigami on my birthday. It was the 1078th unique score in NFL history. That is super fun. Uh, one I'll remember on my B-Days. That was, that was pretty cool. I, uh, I definitely appreciated that. And then uh, lastly, um, oh, Landon Dickerson, uh, no word yet. Hopefully he's okay. I couldn't tell if he got back in the game at the end last night. I don't think he did. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully he's okay. It didn't seem too bad. So fingers crossed now when he's obviously important. And last thing, Kelsey Swift, man, 
who'd have thunk it that we would have Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift here? No, the the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, like wild. Shout out to the WIP Morning Show, pop culture newsbreakers. No big deal to us. Um, that was wild. I'm gonna wait. I have some real thoughts on this Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey thing. Um, I'm gonna save them for when Elliot's here because I just think that's a lot more fun. Is Elliot's world a lot more than mine? Um, so I want to see what he thinks of my theories and my thoughts. So that's coming up. Uh, obviously, when Elliot's back. Can't wait. Ellie will be back later in the week. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, all of uh, Bet Park's pod out before that. I'll make sure I get Elliot's picks. And then Elliot will be back for our Saturday show, back on the air like normal. And again, check out Elliot's pod if you haven't listened. Both of us did solo pods to talk about the game to react. So check it out. Um, and uh, and we'll be back later in the week again. 3-0, and baby. The Birds are 3-0 and with a horrible Washington team coming down for a 1 o'clock game, which we should enjoy. Um, things are good. Like there's a there's stuff to work on, and they'll they'll get better. They need to get better. But undefeated through September, one of three teams in the NFL three and zero. That's the main thing. The main thing is the main thing, and being three and zero is the main thing. So enjoy it. All right, uh, back later in the week. Shout out to Elliot for doing it across the pond. Love everyone. Go birds. He's not Elliot. I am James. Talk to you later in the week. Go birds.